Hello and welcome to the Conspiracy John Show, where it's not all about conspiracies. Welcome back, I'm Conspiracy John. Today we're going to discuss a very topical issue in the world of conspiracies and I've touched upon it myself several times in the back videos. I've mentioned it a few times and this topic is the mud flood and the old world that was lost. In the last episode I was discussing the technology from that world and trying to hypothesize and create ideas about what that world may have looked like and the conclusions that I reach on my research or on the basis of my research is always that all the signals are you would have to be extremely technologically advanced to terraform a any sort of a landscape whether it be a wooded landscape or a natural landscape of any size whether you had giant trees or small trees at the exercise of of building one of those so-called star forts it's just mind-boggling <laughs> it's mind-bottling where your mind is all bottled up uh will ferrell uh <laughs> So it is mind-boggling, it really is, and to give humans from the 16-1700s and further back again credit for building such structures, it just defies complete logic, to me anyway. And I'm open to correction. I'm also open to the possibility that it was all just pre-programmed in as a, as a background code simulation and that nobody ever built it at all. And literally there's a, a master programmer and a master simulation architect who can manipulate how this world looks and if they want to put giant star forts wherever they want they can just inject it directly into this matrix so i'm also open to consider that equally wild and outlandish possibility uh, not not that any of the things i would ever consider wouldn't be outlandish but as i've said the conspiracy john show is about exercises in big thinking and we are trying to well i am trying to layer some meaning onto the world as i am experiencing it this means for me to have a bit of fun with ideas you can't be limited in the size of your thinking when you're playing around with what is the nature of reality and where are we and what came before us and all of these different types of questions they are always going to end up with a gigantic answer 
or multiple answers because I must qualify the subjects that I discuss and say that these are not necessarily my personal views and my personal beliefs. Uh, there is a certainly an element of belief that I have in all possibilities because at the end of the day I don't know and I'm only best piecing together for my own entertainment purposes as well. This isn't to change the world or to enlighten anybody. It's it's an entertainment. It's it's a way to make a bit more sense of what's going on and what will be going on and to poke a bit of fun at it because at the end of the day life the game of life certainly seems to be just this endless circus of push and pull up and down left and right it's just always a contrast happening and moving from one to the other and back to the other again and we can't take it too seriously and I find this this allows me to take it a little bit less seriously and there are some people that I like to listen to where when I listen to them and I'm hearing their outlandish ideas some of these ideas I share on uh, on the show and when I, when I, when I have the moment to sit down and listen to those people, it just gives a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a bit of crack to the day, a bit of fun, a new thought, a new way to look at things, and that's what Conspiracy John likes to do. So without further ado, Tartaria, the mud flood the world that existed before this world the world that existed before this world to me is a combination world of super high technology beyond belief to the level where they had a lot of what we see in movies today in relation to androids and avatars, robots, uh, the matrix, altered carbon, a blade runner, combined with Atlantis and Lemuria, the Vedas, the Bible, Irish mythology, the Anunnaki, Star Wars, This is what springs to mind when I am conjuring up my understanding of what the old world might have looked like. And once again, it, it may have been completely different. It may have been it may have been a more harmonious place than I'm about to paint a picture of. And I would say that the picture that I'm going to paint is probably going to be representative of what would have been the the more angry side 
of that world maybe the darker side the world the the conquerors of that world i believe that there is a possibility that there are many different types of worlds existing and this was only one pocket within a multitude of different ways of living you different cultures different expressions of life access to different abilities if i could maybe draw a parallel even to the the races of mythology in terms of elves and dwarves uh, trolls and all of that all of the different i suppose are they are they species are they i don't know what they're typically graded as but all, from my research and from the research of others there is evidence that a section of this old world was more aggressive that's the word i was looking for not angry aggressive more aggressive than some of the other tribes or colonies and you could draw a parallel here to maybe atlantis and lemuria where one civilization is considered in the mythology atlantis as very technologically advanced so technologically advanced that it destroyed them that's the way the story goes and then on the other side you've the stories of lemuria which or mu and that people were said to be much more in tune with nature and the balances of nature and the manipulation of the natural energy with their biology with their biological bodies whereas the atlanteans were more like us today using technology in order to achieve their means i also have uh, i have my suspicions that these atlanteans could also have been the the asgardians uh, because the the technology of the asgardians versus so the azir of north of norse mythology so with odin and thor and loki and freya and frey uh, they were highly technologically advanced and they used the dwarves to create their technology so the dwarves were the master miners and metal workers in norse mythology and the dwarves made a lot of the magical weapons and the magical implements for the Asir, the Norse pantheon of gods, of which Odin was the, the number one god. And they went to war with the, the Vanir in the Norse mythology. So there is many tales within that mythology, and one of them is the war with the Vanir and they were friendly with them at one stage but the Vanir were more sorcerers and they could manipulate the natural energy and they could manipulate they can manipulate a person to do something kind of like the force in Return of the Jedi they were the Vanir were more like Jedi 
and the Asir were more technologically advanced, more like the Empire Strikes Back uh, or the Empire. Uh, the bad guy, good guy, the Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker analogy. But once again, if you go back to the Atlantis and the, the Lemurian, the, the technological and the natural, the stories seem to tell of a world where the two coexisted together. But in the tales, it is, it is written by Plato that if we use the Atlantis story as a blueprint, that the Atlanteans decided to conquer the world. And as such, they destroyed themselves because they had gotten so corrupt. But the people that they were trying to conquer would be, you would imagine, within the old world, the natural people, the nature people, who were possibly trying to wake them up. And there is stories that the Lemurians came to the Atlanteans in order to try to wake them up because of the tyranny of Atlantis. And the tyranny of Atlantis was possibly that it was so technologically advanced that you have this brave new world genetic engineering of humans down to the chromosome and the absolute mind control basically creating completely happy slaves. And you combine that world with also a highly technologically advanced world where you can have androids of different shapes and sizes, maybe even shapeshifters. And you have artificial intelligence, the likes of which can be, what was that film I watched the other day? Mother Android? That was an epic show. <clears throat> really cool. Uh, not, not really cool if you're living in it, though. <laughs> I might add. But if you, have, if you have this brave new world, so they're artificially engineering human slaves and just mind controlling them, these Asir gods, Odin and his cronies, for example, or you could compare it to the, the Olympian gods or the Nephilim gods, the Anunnaki gods. It's, they're all the same crowd by the looks of it. It seems to be, to me anyway, it seems that they're all essentially the same group known by different names because the, the world was much more disconnected, I think, in these times as well. And humans spent a lot of time in a, when they lived in Atlantis anyway, I don't know what it was like to live in Lemuria. I'd imagine maybe it was more Native American, not Native American, Aboriginal or original, that the native people, the land, the nature, being in touch with the nature. That would be my idea of the opposite to completely brave new world genetically grown in a test tube and put out to work within the world. But the whole world at the time to me seems to have been built out, I must say. Like there's not much of the world that does not show evidence of, like even the Amazon rainforests, there, there's just massive civilizations under there. 
and like even the places that we think are like forests and hills around where I live, like everywhere has walls. It's all completely built out. So if there was a nature civilization living alongside um, the technological civilization, if there was a Lemuria living alongside Atlantis, that landmass, like they say in the myths, has disappeared because there's nowhere really that fits a description of it. And there is a possibility that all of the nature people eventually became technology people as well. You know, like the story of the Asir and the Vanir, the Vanir from Norse mythology, they lived among the Asir. So like the two worlds, they lived among each other for a long period of time. And a goddess of the Vanir called Freya married Odin, who was the king of the Asir, the Atlantean equivalent in, in our hypothetical scenario here. So when you've got the combination of the two living alongside each other, the stories that we also hear, if we come back a little bit to the mud flood and the old world that has just been cataclysmically covered in mud and dirt and sand and uh, water, we can see that everywhere was built out and that you could certainly have different civilizations. One of the, the propositions is that the Atlantean civilization was everywhere and is everywhere. And Philip Drujinin, one of the original mud flood researchers, proposed this a long time ago in one of his videos. And the idea that Atlantis is a trading outpost empire that goes out and creates outposts in all sections of the land. So a section of Ireland or sections of the cities within Ireland would have been Atlantean centers, for example, and that they were within. So there was a, a landmass of Atlantis, which supposedly fell beneath the waves, according to Plato. And then there was the Atlantis merchant trade network that worked within this old high-tech world. Uh, it, like the potentially like the Star Wars type of scenario here, if we're, you know, if we're going to talk in high-level concepts and consider some pharaoh thinking, we have to put ourselves in that mindset of this wasn't driving around on, this wasn't going on water boats here and there. This was possibly airships. This was, this was, this was highly technologically advanced. And this was, this world was a combination of humans, androids, um, avatars, that can take a human, that can take a consciousness of a god so that the god can walk among the humans, uh, maybe different races, all technologically advanced, all wiped out, all destroyed and turned off 
the whole civilization just destroyed. And for anybody wondering what I'm talking about, if there if there happens to be, because I always assume when I'm making or having these conversations that the person listening is somewhat familiar with the mud flood idea, the cataclysm idea. And obviously that's not the case. So what I am referring to is that when we are looking around, we can see evidence of all of the mud that is sitting on the landscape. And we don't really take much notice of it on a daily basis because it has been imprinted into our subconscious that this is just this is just normal this is the way the world looks and it's hard to unsee what you're so used to seeing in a similar way it's hard for anybody who's not familiar with the mud flood concept to understand that as little as 400 years ago or maybe less there was there is evidence of an extreme cataclysm that has inundated a pre-existing landscape with water dirt sand uh, liquefied uh, molten stone and it's very difficult to consider that when up till now and I found this personally myself I couldn't get my head around that something like that could have only happened a few hundred years ago and I know a lot of people are waking up or not I wouldn't say waking up I say opening up to the possibility because once again this could all be a matrix you know maybe maybe somebody only flicked the switch a couple of days ago and none of any of this ever happened you know if you want to go all the way all the way out uh, but we're not going to go all the way all the way out for today because we're going to entertain the possibility that this old playground existed that this old world existed and once again it was an old game an old version of the game a version of the game where mighty beings with supreme levels of intelligence came down and overtook a pre-existing landscape and built upon it like in the story of the Anunnaki where the gods Enki and Ia sorry Enki and Enlil Ia was another name for Enki Enki and Enlil the sons of Anu came to earth to mine they say they came to mine gold they subsequently terraformed the whole landscape and turned it into their high-tech wonderland and they were credited with creating humans and they were credited with giving human civilization so this version of the game this is the world that I'm considering as the the old world of Atlantis and in order to create that world they would have had huge 
factories, huge mining operations, like the amount of stone and metal that we observe that this old world used. It's, it's astronomical, so astronomical to the point of, I wonder if we're only recycling the old metals and the old iron that we see everywhere and that nobody's mining. I've mentioned that before. I haven't really looked into it yet either, but it might, it might be an interesting one for a show one day. We'll see. But they in this old world, there was an astronomical use of mining and mining technology and mine and processing, like processing huge amounts of brick, limestone, whatever they were in their in, in their pre-petrified state, I don't know. But this civilization, when it came to an end, it was inundated and covered by the flood or by a flood like the Noah flood and equivalent in size by the looks of it and the evidence is everywhere of this but what there is also the evidence of in my mind and this relates to the idea of melted buildings is that the contents of their processing facilities were spewed out over the land in a more localized form. So when I think of this flood, I don't think of it flooding absolutely everything, everything necessarily. Maybe it did flood everything for a period, apart from the highest peaks. And we do live on the top of this world. You know, this is this is the top of the old world. The old world, I think, goes down much lower. And the stories of like Hollow Earth, maybe a lot of it still even exists. The story of the in Irish mythology of the fairies and they went to live in the underworld. They went to live in the hills after the cataclysm when they lost the war to the who was it they lost to? can't remember off the top of my head but the Tua de Danon went to live in the hills so maybe there is still a world under the world maybe it still exists maybe there was access levels lower in the past you could go down the coastline because the world all of the countries are just the tops of these large terraces like every landscape is made up of different terraced with platforms and walls running through them uh, everywhere you look every hill is essentially a terrace uh, it's a terraformed i don't know what it was originally but now it has been completely terraced out in most cases with slopes ro rolling up and down and it's quite a complex infrastructure when you look at it particularly in ireland uh, the way the hills are there's roads winding everywhere and there's little there's ditches in between all of the roads it's all covered in mud and grass now but it's a very very complex architecture if you look at ireland from above and i talk about this in the buried ireland at length like all all of the boundaries between fields 
in 90% of the cases, 99% probably, apart from a few more modern ones, they are the original three-foot limestone walls. This infrastructure runs everywhere. And uh, it's, it is the top of the old world, is where it is. And you had all of this mud and the sand and the contents of their factories, whether they were creating granite or limestone or mudstone. I think there's good evidence to suggest that a lot of the types of stone that we see, that they were being manufactured and they're, they're not as natural as we give them credit for. And whatever the natural landscape was before they placed their infrastructure on top of it, what is left now seems to have been or seems to be the the remains that the more organic remains in some cases when it's mud uh, but when we look at stone there is a good chance that and there's a lot of examples where we see that it looks like the stone was almost flowing and then it hardened and a lot of our landscape is covered in that and you can see little pockets of pockets of survival as um, when the buildings cried calls them and you see little bits of buildings popping out here and there and it looks like it looks like the buildings are melted and you know maybe some of the buildings are melted I don't know but to me in my uh, in my super high-tech uh, back to the future past I see the the overwhelming of the civilization by its own creation almost as a it just makes better sense like the fact you know, you know they were making all of this stone to build and then the stone just ended up just covering them and the the, the mud was being used for probably part of the process as well so that's the old world as i see it right now and that's the the wild story that you can overlay onto an old game it brings the gods and goddesses of irish mythology right up to a few hundred years ago it brings in a fully terraformed honeycombed hollow earth possibly and this is maybe where we live like are we just running around as lemmings <laughs> just bopping around taking the programming all day long you know consume obey consume blah 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 and just never noticing and but having a playground you know this is this is just the new playground if it is true and it's it's the best possible explanation for what this place is there's no better explanation the main stream narrative the what we learn in the history books what we see on the news is absolute tripe in comparison for facts and evidence and just joining dots that make sense so that's why i find this fun and I hope you enjoyed it as well.
This is Conspiracy John on the Conspiracy John Show, where it's not all about conspiracies, and I will see you in the next one.